0: Will Javante Williams be ready for the Denver Broncos this upcoming season? That is up in the air, so what does that mean for the position as we look at it? Did it get better? Did it get worse? You get that and much more. On today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are Locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team
1: every day.
0: What's up Broncos Country? Welcome into a brand new episode, Locked On Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode of the show is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. If you've ever dreamed of becoming an NFL general manager managing your football franchise, then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code On in all caps. In the game store. Thank you so much for tuning in, making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day every single day. Make sure you subscribe, you follow it for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast, so you never miss out on a day's worth of Broncos news, content, coverage, and more every single day all year long. We appreciate everybody who tunes in and our everydayers here at Locked On Broncos. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, Broncos reporter for Mile High Sports. Joined alongside, as always, by my co-host and good friend. Sarah Bettinger, site expert, predominantly orange.com. Sarah, my friend, good morning, good afternoon, good evening to whoever or whenever people are listening or watching this podcast. The Broncos running back position is in a very unique spot, I'd say, coming into the 2023 season because there is some uncertainty surrounding one of the key players at that position, and that is Javante Williams and his injury. And we take a look at maybe the additions to the room, the departures in the room, and just some of the storylines here Javante Williams is going to be the biggest part about that for the Broncos this upcoming season. Will he be ready to play is the million-dollar question.
1: Right, and we just don't know the answer to that question. I wish I could win a million dollars by answering it definitively, Cody, but we don't know because it was a serious injury, right? It wasn't just your run-of-the-mill. I mean, I hate to call it that because nothing is run-of-the-mill, but, I mean, it wasn't just a, a ACL. It was a multifaceted injury for Javante Williams there. Pretty serious, and, of course, we hope Man, we hope beyond hope that he's ready for week one. Everybody wants to see Javante Williams, number 33. We all want to see him back in the angry run segment as quickly as possible. We all want to see him breaking tackles. We all want to see him doing the things that he does best. Unfortunately, we just don't know when that's going to happen. And and there's some thought that, Cody, he may not be ready for the start of the year. I know earlier in the offseason, there was kind of some optimism that he could be ready Four week one and then i know that george payton backpedaled a little bit off those comments and, and sean payton when he's asked about the addition of samaj p ryan which is the the main focus of our first segment here when he's asked about that addition he talked about that we're dealing with the, the injury that we're dealing with at the position right so he referenced the javante Williams injury williams injury and I think Samaj P. Ryan is a guy who came in. I, I saw a, a piece that a new Denver Broncos beat reporter, Chris Thomason, did, and uh, in, in which he interviewed Samaj P. Ryan. And P. Ryan said that part of choosing the Broncos, Cody, was due to the fact that he was going to get an increased role in Denver compared to what he had in Cincinnati. We've seen him do a lot of great things with the Cincinnati Bengals. We've seen him as a pass catcher. We've seen him in pass protection. We've seen him break off some big runs. He's a big, powerful guy at around 240 pounds. We've seen a lot of good things from Samaj J.P. Ryan throughout his NFL career. One thing we haven't really seen is him as a featured back. That's that's the, the thing that I think is interesting about this whole discussion. Are we comfortable with Samaje Pirine entering the season as running back one because we don't know the status of Javante Williams? So that's a key addition for the team, but it wasn't the only addition the Broncos made at the running back spot. Yeah,
0: they brought in Tony Jones Jr., who has some former familiarity with the New Orleans Saints, and I'm very curious to see maybe what his role will be, right? Obviously, he signed a one-year deal, could he come in and maybe compete for a spot in the rotation? It's certainly possible. I know we'll talk about what the Broncos' depth looks like at the running back position. He was another addition, but let's take a look at some of the losses for the Broncos at that position. Obviously, Mike Boone, who last year, yeah, I felt so bad for Mike because he he was one of their best special teams guys. Unfortunately, he dealt with an ankle injury. And that really impacted his ability. He went on IR twice, which is unfortunate. You know, he's a guy who just is committed. It was one of the guys that George Payton really liked. And unfortunately, it didn't pan out. We saw bits and pieces. We saw some flashes from Mike Boone at the running back position. But unfortunately, you know, I'd say that injuries and everything else that was going on the Broncos offense last year, threw a little bit of a wrench in the plans there. I'm going to miss talking with Mike Boone. He was very fun to talk to inside the locker. room. we talked a lot about special teams being a gunner, you know, beating jammers, especially when they put two guys on you. It was fun having those conversations with him and Latavius Murray right now. Now there's still a chance that Latavius could be brought back, but it, it's starting to look a little bit more unlikely that Latavius will be back into the fold here for the Broncos. But as you and I mentioned, as we did, we did our third round Thursday mock draft yesterday on lockdown Broncos. We talked about, Hey, if he hasn't signed with anybody in free agency, he could be one of those guys after the NFL draft happens where the Broncos say, OK, hey, we're going to bring this guy back into the fold here. So if Denver doesn't add a running back, I wouldn't be shocked if they look at Latavius. But they're going to they're going to have competition because the Buffalo Bills, he visited them this past week. So, hey, Latavius and Buffalo with Josh Allen, that might be a little bit of a, you know, a dynamic duo there. Uh, But yeah, Latavius was great, you know, a a consummate professional in terms of everything that he did on the field, off the field was a fun guy there. But I do think it is important, right? Let's operate on the assumption that Javante is not ready. Okay, so you're going to roll with Samaje Pirine more than likely getting the starting reps here in Denver. Is it going to be Tony Jones Jr. who's going to get reps behind him? Or is it going to be some other guys as well? To me, that is a huge question because Denver actually does have quite a bit of running backs right now. I mean, obviously, Tyreek McAllister signed a futures contract. Demaria Crockett's coming off of an ACL. Where is he at in his recovery? And then you look at Tyler Beatty, man, who went off in that last game against the Los Angeles Stars. First ever touch. Touchdown there. So obviously, shout out to a you know a fellow Mizzou grad for that. But he has an opportunity as well, to, I think, to make some noise here. But everything's going to be changing. It's different now with Sean Payton really being at the helm of what the Broncos are doing offensively from a philosophical and a schematic standpoint.
1: It is, Cody. And I think it's interesting that we haven't seen Latavius Murray just up and come back. You remember there was the rumors or the reports that he reached out to Sean Payton after that Christmas Day game in in Los Angeles. The Broncos got embarrassed So he was part of Sean Payton, maybe coming to Denver, at least in a small way. And now maybe he's going to go play for a different AFC team or one of the contenders out there in Buffalo. We'll see what happens. But that would be a great situation for him to parlay what he did with Denver last year into a prominent role on a contending team. I think that would be awesome for him from his perspective where the Broncos are at right now in terms of their depth, though. We're going to get into that. I know we're going to talk more about that. Mike Kliss, the Nine News Denver Broncos insider, longtime Broncos reporter, he kind of made mention that maybe the team, they've got, you know, the bigger backs with Javante Williams and obviously Samaje Ryan. Maybe that guy that they're targeting that they could target in the NFL draft could be somebody who's got a little bit more of a giddy up to their game. So that's what I'm kind of interested to find out as we were now, you know, less than two weeks away from the 2023 NFL draft. We're exactly two weeks away from when the Broncos will, you know, be having their first selections in round three on Friday. So here we are, Cody, it's getting down to the nitty gritty. I know we've kind of limited the the list, the position list of what the Broncos could target, but I think running back is very firmly in the mix.
0: We've even added a running back in several of our mock drafts that we've done. We've had Broncos country on third round Thursday, send in their mocks. They've had Denver taking a running back as well, so it is on the table, but we have to take a look, really, if the Broncos are going to make a move there, what does the depth look like at running back as it stands today? You get that on today's episode, Locked On Broncos. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM, and you've heard me talk about this mobile game app, and if you've ever thought that you'd make a good GM, you got to give this game a try. It's not as easy as you might think to create a dynasty. With Ultimate Football GM, you're responsible for controlling the destiny of your franchise by hiring the right coaches and the right coordinators. You have to manage all the finances including negotiating player salaries and terms. You also get to navigate your franchise through free agency, the draft, injuries, player personnel issues, and all the ups and downs of a season all in the palm of your hand all of this in a challenging and realistic game world ultimate football GM is completely free playable offline where you can play on the go as you want and when you want to locked on broncos listeners get a 100 free boost to their franchise when using the promo locked on in all caps in the game store that's locked on in all caps so make sure to check it out today to download the game just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores that's ultimate-gm.com ultimate football gm start your dynasty today
1: Is the Denver Broncos running back depth chart regular season ready? That's the question that I think we got to ask ourselves right now as we are two weeks away from when the Broncos will make selections in the 2023 NFL draft, of course, barring any unexpected unforeseen trades into round one. Cody, as we are two weeks away from the NFL draft, I can't help but feel like the Broncos depth chart at running back is not currently regular season ready. And um, that may seem like a hot take to some. I know a lot of people are kind of just expecting, okay, Javante Williams was injured early enough last season. He will be back that, that assumption. We can't operate under that assumption, right? We got to operate under the assumption. Like you mentioned in the first segment that Samaj Perine, Ryan, he's going to be taking the lion's share of snaps as the running back one, this off season for sure. Uh, as we get closer to training camp, I'm sure we'll have more clarity, Cody. But those are the top two guys on the depth chart right now. Javante Williams and Samaj P. Ryan. If the Broncos had everything the way they wanted, if everyone's healthy, those are the top two guys behind them. We mentioned the guys, Tony Jones Jr., Tyler Beatty, Damari Crockett, Tyreek McAllister. We talked about those guys. Where do you stand in terms of that being a regular season ready running back group, even if everybody's healthy?
0: It's a great question, right? Because there's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of unknowns. And I know that as training camp was building on last year before he tore his ACL, I mean, that was a rough day for Denver. They lost Demaria Crockett on the same exact day that they lost Tim Patrick to an ACL. A big blow. But there was some real legitimacy pushing toward Demaria Crockett, maybe being that running back three. It was going to be Javante, Melvin, and Demaria Crockett. There was a lot of momentum building toward that. So my question is with Demarie suffering that injury just about, I mean, we're approaching close to here in a couple months, it'll be a year that's, you know, better prog progress. And I'd say in terms of like a timeline, but he also didn't have the damage done to his knee to the extent that Javante did. So, you know, is there, is there a way that Demarie Crockett maybe slides up a little bit, has the advantage coming into it, but then again, a brand new coaching staff, a brand new position coach is going to dictate maybe what that looks like. And the, maybe the way that that coach coaches, Maybe some guys excel, maybe some guys don't. So there is Damaria Crockett. I, like I said, I'm intrigued by Tyler Beatty a little bit. I, I thought that it was impressive to see what he was able to do in that last game against the Los Angeles Chargers. He's got some tools to him that maybe, okay, he can fit in. He can be a guy who can catch passes out of the backfield. He can be a guy who can run to the outside, can run in between the tackles. To me, I think it's a little bit more realistic that we'll see Tony Jones Jr., Tyler Beatty, Demaria Crockett. Nothing against Tyreek McAllister, but like when I was watching him in training camp last year, when I was watching him in the preseason, I was just, I was underwhelmed. I was like, I just don't know if this guy is going to fit in what this offense wants to do. Now, granted, not much fit in the offense last year for the Broncos, as we'd come to find out in the 2022 regular season. But Tyreek McAllister, Denver, George Payton, their scouting personnel department, they saw something in him enough to give him a futures contract. So I, I don't think we can discount him just because of he didn't have a great preseason or a great training camp last year for Denver. He did hold on to football, which was an issue for some backs that the Broncos did have on roster. But outside of that, I think that the regular season running back roster, if if Javante Williams is not ready, it is going to be Samaje. I do think we're going to see maybe a little bit of Damaria Crockett and Tyler Beatty. That might be the three running backs that you have here going into the 2023 season. At least that's the maybe... The the projection that I have in my head, looking at it the way that it
1: is. And looking at some of the guys that the Broncos have been connected to, Cody, in terms of this NFL draft class, uh, I know they have a top 30 visit with Syracuse running back Sean Tucker, who ran, I, I think, uh, in the 4-3 range at his pro day. He is ranked 131 on one of the mock draft simulators that I look at. So one that's 131st overall. And that puts him kind of in the the middle of the pack here for a running back. So maybe a a mid-round selection there. So we know Evan Hull, the running back out of Northwestern as well. He's connected to Broncos running backs coach Lou Ayeni. So there's some guys out there that have connections to Denver. You can find them in in different ranges of the draft. I really like Eric Gray, running back out of Oklahoma. Cody, I know a lot of Broncos fans love the idea of TyJay Spears, the running back from Tulane who is ranked 80th overall on this simulator that I'm checking out right now. We obviously did a mock draft where we said Israel Abanaconda forever, right? I mean, so the pit running back, he's got some speed as well. There's guys in this draft at just about every turn that I think the Broncos could comfortably say, hey, we want to go into this draft class with an open mind of, we could take a running back as high as 67, but we could also take one as low as the fifth or sixth round and still get an instant contributor. Remember, it doesn't happen every year. But last year, Tyler Algier, a a BYU running back, who was included in a couple of our mock draft scenarios, he ran for 1,000 yards for the Atlanta Falcons as a sixth-round draft pick. So those kinds of things can happen at this position. You can get instant, solid contributors at every turn of the draft.
0: I want to ask you something, too, because I think perception is important, right? And I think that if Denver goes with a running back at 67, 68, I do feel like there will be a portion of the fan base, and I think there will be some media people here in this market as well, that say, "Okay, this means that the Broncos are looking at a contingency plan to move on from Javante Williams. I don't think that would be the case, right? But I do think that them going with a running back in this year's NFL draft, to to be honest with you, I think it's a good insurance policy, right? Because... What do we constantly hear? And you know how I feel about running backs. I feel like the running back position, look, they take the most damage. They engage in the most physical contact and they're expected to produce the most outside of any other position besides quarterback. And they are very undervalued in terms of how they're paid. And often at times when they're paid, oh, you never pay running backs. It's crazy when we talk about how often they produce and the type of results. Like Austin Eckler, the amount of touchdowns he scored in the last two years, the Bron- he scored more touchdowns in the last two years than the Broncos have, I think, in the last two years in totality. So, I mean, I think there would be a nice little trade off there to be had. To me, though, I think it, it it signifies here from from Sean Payton, from George Payton, like, hey, we really like Javante Williams. We understand he may not be on the timeline. That's going to bring him back right away to where he can have an impact for us. You know, maybe he's not going to be ready for training camp. Maybe he's not going to be ready for the first half of the regular season, right? A PUP placement is on the table. So if that is the case, I do think you have to have an insurance policy in place because you do have some other running backs that are on some one year deals, two year deals. So you have Javante, if you view him as a future part of your franchise, let him progress on his timeline and then get somebody, a young guy as an insurance policy behind obviously guys like Samaj P. Ryan. To me, I like that path for the Broncos. Maybe they go that route. We'll have to wait and see. Obviously as the NFL draft is just about two weeks away from happening. It's going to be in Kansas city, Missouri. Hopefully one day there could be an NFL draft here in Denver, and then we can go have a fun festive event with everybody in Broncos country, but we'll have you covered every step of the way. For the Denver Broncos, as they go through organized team activities right now, all quiet on that front as they build up. We'll probably have some media availabilities next month, but we'll have you covered every step of the way here, Locked on Broncos. And real quick, Broncos Country, we appreciate you so much for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. If you listen every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, let us know down below so we can recognize who are the everyday listeners of Lockdown Broncos. We appreciate you so much for making the podcast what it is. And in the meantime, let me encourage you to check out the Lockdown Podcast newsletter. If you're an NFL draft fan, we have a free NFL draft newsletter that'll have you... Up to date on every prospect possible, mock drafts, analysis from our NFL draft experts as well. You can go to lockedonpodcast.com/slash newsletter and you can sign up using your email. And then what you can also do is select your favorite teams from every sport, MLB, NBA, NHL, NCAA, NFL. You put all that stuff in there and they curate a newsletter directly to you for that. So make sure you check it out today. Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. As we jump into the fourth quarter action on today's episode, Locked on Broncos, we're going to ask the question to ourselves, we're going to ask the question to everybody in Broncos country, is the Broncos running back position room better right now going into 2023 than it was last year. There's some interesting angles to look at it from both sides in both gears, considering who they had on the roster last year versus who they have on the roster this year. We just want to say thank you so much for tuning in making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day, every single day. Sarah, I'm going to open it up to you, my friend here, as we take the case to court. Are the Denver Broncos better at the running back position right now, going into 2023 than they were last year going into 2022. All things considered, even with Javante's injury, I'm curious for your thoughts on Bronco's country. Make sure you chime in as well.
1: Well, once again, I have to kind of fudge the answer a little bit. I think I don't think it's just as simple as a yes or no here in April, Cody. I think it's really dependent upon Javante Williams' health, isn't it? If he's healthy, there's no doubt that this is a better group of running, or at least at the top, a better duo of running backs because what Melvin Gordon did last season, we really saw, man, it was a shame to see. You hate to see any player play like that. You hate to see any player have to go through what he went through. And for Melvin, it looked like he kept a pretty good, uh you know, he, he kept himself in a pretty good place, at least from what we could perceive from the outside as he went to the Chiefs and answered a bunch of questions and was still very complimentary of, you know, like Russell Wilson and the rest of his teammates in Denver, of course. And so, uh, you, you wish the best for him as a person, but it was really brutal on the field, wasn't it? It was it was tough, and I think a lot of fans saw that coming. I personally thought it was a fine idea to bring him back. You kind of just expect a guy like that to play well if given the opportunity, but I think with Javante Williams and Samaje Pirine, the Broncos are in a better position. I think Pirine is a a better all-around back, in, in my opinion, than what Melvin brings to the table, especially in terms of when you talk about Ball security, finishing off drive or finishing off drives, or or keeping drives alive, things like that. So I like the I like the group, and I think it's going to only get better with the draft, right? And then you have the option of free agents after the draft. And here's a flaming hot take: I don't I don't really fall into this position very often anymore, Cody. But I I wouldn't mind, and people can flame me for this if they want. I wouldn't hate if the Broncos brought in Ezekiel Elliott. I don't, I'm not saying they should bring in every big-name free agent that comes in, but I kind of like that idea with how how much they want to run the ball, with how physical he's been throughout his career, with how Sean Payton talks about he wants to keep these backs fresh. I feel like that could be kind of an interesting fit with Ezekiel in Sean Payton's offense. So I, I think that to answer the question in a very roundabout way, I think it is better on paper if everybody's healthy. If not, it's a definite no.
0: I'm in agreement with you. I do think everything is so contingent upon health. Like if Javante is fully healthy, ready to go. Yes, it is better. And look, you have a very capable backup, a guy who can start for you in P. Ryan. The I want to see what these two guys can do together on the football field. Like there may be some times where we see some two backs here for the Broncos offense. You know, we don't know what Sean Payton's offense in Denver is going to look like specifically. We can reference some old Saints tape and maybe see, OK, hey, what are they going to do here? But I, I think it's so contingent upon personnel because... Denver's personnel is a lot different than what they had in New Orleans when Sean Payton was there. So you can't always do the same things. You can take a little bit of the same concepts, but you can give them different looks and renovate it a little bit. And then you have some other guys, like I said, on, on the roster guys, you know, I imagine who's going to fill out maybe the practice squad for Denver. That's currently on the running back list. Maybe the guy that's on the practice squad isn't even on the roster at this point for Denver, but to your point about maybe even adding a guy, like, like I said, we Latavius could be an option. Ezekiel Elliott could be an option as well, considering the fact that, hey, it's gone this long since he was released by the Cowboys and nobody has picked him up. And more than likely, it's probably because of the fact that, you know, he was paid a lot of money by Dallas. And I don't think anybody wants to pay big money for a running back, which is understandable. But I don't like the narrative. You never pay running backs. You know how I feel about that. I wouldn't be opposed because I think I think Ezekiel Elliott would actually be a decent fit inside of the offensive scheme that Sean Payton wants to do. And you made an interesting point as well. I want to go back to it. You talked about Sean Payton wanting to keep all these backs fresh. You know how you do that? You have a lot of guys on your roster and training camp. You figure out who's the best one. You're going to roll with your main guys who you think are going to contribute and backup up role special teams during the NFL preseason. Obviously, your starters minus Javante. I don't think Javante, even if he was ready, Sarah, I don't think Javante would play in the preseason. I don't think that the Broncos would play him. I think that's one exception Sean Payton would make. But for me, You have to see what you have in these guys. I think Denver has some exciting young guys on the roster, but is it enough to help you in the regular season? That is the question that we are all asking in Broncos country. We are always eager for your thoughts on this subject, as is we go through the state of the Broncos position by position. Is the running back room better? Make sure you drop your comments down below on YouTube. Or if you're listening on your favorite audio podcasting platform, you can tweet us on Twitter at Cody workingFL at Sarah Bettinger, at Locked on Broncos. But with that said, Broncos country, that'll wrap up today's episode of the show here. The Locked on Broncos podcast. Just want to say mile-high salute to everybody who is an everyday listener of the podcast, meaning they listen on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or they watch every day, Sunday through Thursday, because that's where the YouTube videos premiere. They premiere a day early, all the time. You get it here, Locked on Broncos podcast. With that said, Broncos country on Monday's episode of the show. What you can expect here from Sarah Bettinger and myself. We continue our state of the Broncos preview. Looking at the offensive side of the ball, the wide receiver room. A lot of trade rumors surrounding it. Is the room better right now going into 2023 than it was last year? You'll get that on Monday's brand new episode.